0: Hey all you Trek Live crew members, this is Trek Live Dan. Just wanted to say thank you for dropping by the podcast feed. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is recorded live first on our YouTube channel, so definitely um, stop on by to join the discussion. Without further ado, enjoy the show.
1: And with that, we're live for episode 151, our 2020 year finale of Trek Live. How you doing this Dan?
0: Uh, doing good. A little bittersweet. Um, sweet that we get to talk about Star Trek. A um, little bit bitter that it's the the um, last weekend of uh, our year here at Trek Live. Um, but I think we've got some big stuff coming for um, for 2021 uh, that Bill and I've been working on for um, a good while. So um, excited.
1: Yeah, we have some new things planned, and we got some ideas uh, for, for topics that we've kind of been holding off on. Um, definitely looking forward to changing it up a little bit and uh, doing some new things, doing some of the old things, too. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's always good to, I think, take a couple of weeks at the end of the year when, you know, I think everybody's got a little less. Most people have less than usual going on for the holidays and everything, but um, yes everything 2020 but uh, it'll be good to have time to like reflect and take a few weeks off and really think about it and um, yeah just examine what we've been doing and, and start 2021 fresh with uh, all of our creative juices flowing and all that good stuff so yeah um, yeah so we'll be back in early january we're going to continue at least for the next few weeks on uh course heading um on saturday morning yeah. as star trek discovery winds down season three just a few more weeks to go um so we'll still be doing live content here and there uh to to talk about that um but as far as our kind of weekly broader star trek discussion over here on trek live our main show um we'll be back in early january after today but uh as for today what, what are we talking about today
0: Uh, I just finished uh, my Deep Space Nine Season 2 rewatch, Um, moving on to Season 3. But uh, as we like to do uh, here, we like to cover um, uh, the season in the form of a see it or skip it essential viewing um, type of discussion. So that's where we're going. uh, Yeah,
1: there's so many different ways to, you know review episodes. I, I do letter grades. Uh, people do four stars, five stars, uh, one out of ten. You've always been a fan of the sort of old Siskel and Ebert thumbs up, thumbs down. Yep. Um, Trek Geeks do the same thing. They do see it, skip it as well. Um, so it's a it's a well-known uh, way to go. Very simple. Yes, no. Uh, up or down. Uh, and that's how we're going to do it. And you like to look at it, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, as If if you were, like, going to curate an order, if you were going to, like, do a a shorter, slimmer-down version of Deep Space Nine, what can you afford to lose? So your see it, skip it, might not even necessarily completely reflect, like, is the episode high quality or not? There might be a see it you're not in love with, but you feel like it's too important to miss
0: exactly and, yeah. yeah that that's a point that i'd like to make is that i might not agree with some of the things in the episode maybe it's a more of a middle of the road episode but there are things in it that are essential for the story at hand so um if you see an episode that's maybe uh like that and see it a sip it see see a see it by it um <laughs> uh, that's why that's why i feel like there's some stuff in there that's essential um I think I uh, I have to go back and check, but for example, let's say, uh, I can't remember if I said it, this or not, but a storyteller from season one is a notoriously... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Not very good episode, but I think there is, is some good, um, you know, Bashir O'Brien stuff in it, uh, that's essential, uh, for the story. So I could be wrong. I may have said skipping on that, but
1: I think uh, you did see it. Uh, I'm pretty sure okay. you said see it, but you made that caveat very clear when we did season one. You talked about, yeah that you know you're not in love with the episode you're certainly not going to put it on like any kind of top 10 list exactly season one (laughs) Uh, but it it does contain some pretty important uh character development for that relationship which looms so large over the show as a whole so it becomes if you're going to curate and you're going to try to whittle down to the most essential stuff you felt like you know that that would be important to have as like the starting point for that friendship so yeah um it's, it's just a fun way to look at it. It, it all these things are just kind of vehicles to get us to a point where we talk about these episodes and look at them and shake them around see which ones we feel the same on maybe there are a few that we have different thoughts on um, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there but we we don't typically we'll see how it goes. We don't plan these incredibly in depthly. We we're, we're going to put them up on the screen. All the episodes, your, your sort of designation for them, and we're going to bounce around talk about what kind of stands out. Uh, we're not going to go chronological. This episode, then that episode, then that episode. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll we'll be all over the place and uh, talk about what kind of stands out to us. Um, but I think we're gonna get started with that now. We're gonna hold off on too much rewatch recap. I'll, I'll just tell you real quick. I did. Uh, I'm into the beginning of Deep Space Nine, which is sort of a big deal for me. I overlap shows when they when I rewatch. I tend to go in like strict air date order. So <laughs> I, uh, I I when I get to the point when Deep Space Nine sort of comes into play while TNGs are running, it I, I overlap and I go back and forth between shows. So, like, last night I watched uh, Chain of Command, parts one and two, and then Emissary, and then a little run of Deep Space Nine episodes, and then shipping a Bottle from TNG. Um, so for the next foreseeable future, while I'm rewatching, it'll be, like, um, an episode here and there of both of those series. Um, and it'll be like that pretty much until Deep Space Nine ends, of course, because Deep Space Nine ran concurrently with TNG and then Voyager. So, interesting way to watch. Different, different than... Um, just kind of powering through a show um but i am enjoying it as always and we'll be talking about it more uh this is a a strict this episode of trek live is really one big rewatch recap just specific to yes with season two as he just finished that so uh we'll get right into it here and i'm going to put it up on the screen um and there are things that stand out to me right away um a lot, of, a lot of green, a lot of seats, uh, which is cool. Yeah. So it tells me it was a fairly successful season um, with at least uh, building, uh, building the show up and yeah. uh, offering some important developments. Um, <laughs> the, the first thing that sort of stands out to me is the, the trio of early episodes the, the the little one, two, three parter with the homecoming, the circle, and the siege. Uh, you got to it in there. I'm curious. Like, what, yeah. What has you... Uh, that,
0: that's on my toughest call list. Um, I think... Um, uh, there's some stuff in there that just... Um, I don't know. I just... I don't know if I cared for. It, it, it is um, a first taste of a serialization uh, yeah. that we kind of get from Beast Space Um which is kind of cool uh, to see. But... Um, yeah. Uh, overall season, um, you know, this is. I think this might be one of the turning points for for Deep Space Nine. I, I'm I'm, I'm going to talk about a few episodes here that are yeah. are really like a, a TNG light script or story that I could see. I could plug in the TNG cast and it would and it would kind of fit right in. Um, and and but there is some episodes that 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 are true you know what we what we come to know of g space nine where they it builds off the premise it's it can only be these characters and how these characters react uh and then then sprinkling in that serialization so i think um this is kind of where we start to see some some turning points as far as like okay this is we're taking we're kind of splitting off from tng light a little bit and then going into um uh, things so you know we get some good some some good stuff from uh, Cisco and Jake uh, their relationship starts to build a little bit um, talk about Jake's future um, mm-hmm. at the end of the season we really get some good uh Kiri and odo stuff mm-hmm. um, again it builds off the odo and, and quark stuff as well their interesting dynamic and relationship so um, I think it's a turning for turning point for Bashir and uh uh, O'Brien here as well as characters and their relationship. So, uh, we get a lot of stuff in this. Um, you know, I, I, Bill said at the top, uh, that this, there is a lot of green here. Uh, and I actually have the, the, um, uh, the actual specifics here. So we got 18 seats. Uh, that's a lot of seats. Um, uh, Again, I can't stress enough that maybe the episode isn't the best uh but there's things in it that that I think is essential that you need to see so eight yeah. skipppes um uh as opposed to uh, season one we get eleven see its and nine skips. uh it's different because the season's a little bit shorter but um I think there's a little bit of a turning point from positive here to uh, more of an even keeled uh, first well, season. So. Yeah,
1: from a from yeah. a percentage standpoint, the the percentage of skipits in season two is certainly smaller than season one. Uh, yeah, a little more fifty fifty there with season one. Uh, yeah,
0: and I have no back to back skipits, so uh, I like uh, all this all this knowledge and all this data is, is saying that. Um, even when there's a kind of a middle of the road episode, uh, I think there's some stuff in it um, that that is essential for viewing. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Malora is is one of my tough call, my tough calls list. Uh, again, uh, this kind of story uh, talks about um, it's early in the season, but I think it, it could be a TNG light script yeah. where I could see this, this on any other show. Sure. Um, but I think why I put skip it is, is the way Bashir, you, you can see him it. change, see it, sorry, mm-hmm. see it, uh, as you see his character change and, and, and he's a little bit, um, um, a little bit more mature and, and just different from season one. So I think that's, uh, maybe puts it over the edge for see it. Um, yeah, it's,
1: it's an interesting way to look at Melora for sure. Uh, you know, Dr. Bashir, they, they lean really heavily into the sort of green, almost arrogant, like, leap before you think kind of approach. Uh, you know, very eager to be on an adventure and put himself out there and to just kind of go, go, go. And uh, Yeah. Sometimes early in the show, maybe a little bit of a selfish uh, approach to things, and I do think seeing him in Melora um, does offer a different shade to his character, and does start to uh, three-dimensionalize his, you know, his character. I think it does start to shift yeah. a, a little more of a different, a, a different approach uh, that becomes more apparent as we get going, and we, you know, the show corrects a little bit and gets to know. The character and learns how to, uh, you know, write the characters in ways that are interesting and work best as, as all shows do. Um, I think where yeah. it does kind of, it's an episode that gets beat around a little bit and gets knocked around, <laughs> um, but it does represent a, a little bit of shift for Doctor Sheer. So I, I, I like that. It's a good. It's definitely a good point um, when you look at the episode yeah. through that lens. Um, yeah.
0: Um, another thing I noticed is there's a lot of, um, twisty turny, uh, kind of at the end twists at the end. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get whispers, uh, you know, the Jim Hadar kind of, I mean, I don't know if it's in this, I get confused with, uh, <laughs> in the season three, but, uh, um, you know, there's some twisty turvy Turny things that, that you don't get maybe retconned and things like that. So um, that's another thing that I noticed about this season. Yeah, the collaborator uh,
1: has a big twist at the end. Uh, like I feel like they, they pull out a, oh, yeah. a trick at yeah. the end. Uh, necessary yeah. Evil's got some, some twists in it. That, uh, some big reveals. So you're right. I do think that's something that they do. Yeah. You know, a, a good bit. Even the three-parter at the end of the homecoming. You know, care of being relieved of duty. Um... And sent back to the beige where like they they definitely do have like yeah uh, some some big swings at the end of the yeah episodes. Mm-hmm. for sure uh so I'm looking at um, my eye kind of automatically goes to the red skippets because there aren't that many of them um yeah and I'm curious to ask you what do you think the weakest episode of the season is?
0: Uh, probably second sight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really D and G light kind of episode. I like there's things in it that I like. I like the exploration of uh, you know, Cisco moving on from uh such a tough loss uh, with his wife, but um. Dude, that's a that's a tough watch uh, i think it's it could be plugged in into any show uh like a tng light that i keep mentioning but mm-hmm. yeah that's that one's tough to kind of get through which is interesting because it's such a uh kind of a sci-fi concept-y thing mm-hmm. um but yeah it's i think that might be my my worst episode Great of the point. season
1: I think I might yeah. agree with you. I, I I would probably go there too. It's just, <laughs> I I don't find it like you know it's not offensively bad. It doesn't. It, it's certainly no code of honor. Like it doesn't. It doesn't go that yeah, far, yeah. far off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know it's not. I wouldn't say it's as it's as difficult to get through as say and the children shall lead or the alternative factor from TOS. But it just kind of <laughs> lays there. There's not a whole lot of life. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of slow, kind of meandering, uh, mm-hmm. but. You're right, though. I mean, I guess the the big selling point for it, if you wanted to advocate for it, is it is a representation of uh, of you know Cisco's process with Jennifer, and you know, yeah. it doesn't for it's 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 a it's a vehicle that allows the show to not forget that Cisco is a widower, like he's he's mm-hmm. dealing with the loss of a of a spouse, uh, which you know through all the dynamics of the show, it can it can be easy to sort of drop and and not go back to so this is at least doubling back to that idea and uh, keeping it on the forefront of Cisco's character which I do think is important and a a good choice having just watched Emissary myself that's such a huge part of that pilot and such a huge part of introducing that character Um, I just wish it was done with a more dynamic uh, you know approach as opposed to sort of romance of the week that you kind of know is going nowhere and
0: doesn't have the kind of chemistry I I also think that uh, <clears throat> another big thing this season is we get to see how much not just deep space nine uh, matters to Cisco, but the uniform. Uh, so I think with starting with paradise, you know he he sticks to his morals and that. Mm-hmm. I mean he, there's some stuff tough stuff. There's some tough stuff in that sure. uh, with him, uh, and then we get the Maquis uh, with you know his his friend that has thrown the uniform aside, and, and there's some good uniform stuff in that. Um, so I think there's some some really good stuff for Cisco in this season as well. Yeah, agreed. Um, all that stuff is true. I do think Cisco's got. It. Yeah,
1: I think the season does a good job with Cisco. Puts um, mm-hmm. Cal Herbs in the room and talks about that. That our discussion uh, helps him like Malora more. Uh, it'd be nice if they had explored rights of those disabled more. Uh, clearly, she was disabled. Yeah. Uh, kind of metaphor for that. Uh, yeah, I, that's that's definitely another unique point of of Malora. It's sort of a an anomalous uh, exploration of you know uh, disabled people being able to you know. Uh, be in Starfleet and function, yeah. and ha, you know have a career and uh, the the, mm-hmm. the trials and tribulations of that um, sort of experience. So it, it, there are some unique things that are tackled in Malora. Um, yeah, that I think um, make it an interesting episode. It's not a favorite of mine either, um, but it's certainly not an empty shell. I would say. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Paradise. I really like that episode a lot. We talked about that a few weeks ago when you hit it. Um, it's always been sort of an underrated favorite. It's it's another one you've you mentioned a couple of times. Some of these episodes you can kind of repackage and sort of deliver to the next it's generation exactly, of Voyager. Yeah. Uh, and Paradise is definitely one of those, I think. I think it's more successful than some of the ones that you maybe pointed out as uh, being not quite as, as successful. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you can easily sort of envision Paradise, that sort of story, you know, working with, you know, instead of Cisco it's Janeway, and instead of O'Brien, it's Torres, or it's Picard and Geordi, yep. or it's Tri- yep. uh, Archer and Trip. <laughs> Same sort of story could yeah. work in any show, which sometimes, yeah. especially as we get later into Deep Space Nine, a lot of the episodes that we'll have up on the screen for those seasons are very specific and can only really be Deep Space Nine stories. And I think in season two, before the show really fully gets going with its big... You know, uh, serialized storytelling with the Dominion and all that stuff. It's it's yeah. easier to find episodes that um, could, could work mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, yeah. So, uh, at the end of the season, I think once you get through profit and loss, you're pretty much straight see it except for Tribunal. So, would be fair to yeah, say season ends really strong.
0: Uh, it really does. Um, and. You know the two-parter. You know I could could, again. That's one of those things where uh, I could see maybe a different crew plugged in there, uh, like he's like we've been saying. But I really, when you pair it with um, (laughs) Cisco, really didn't want to be here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now you know he's 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 just standing up for kind of what he believes in. So I think you really need that two-parter in there. Mm-hmm. um and then after that two-parter uh the Maquis, um I mean you just get I mean tribunal uh definitely on one of my tough calls um uh but again that's that's tribunal is an episode where again I could see someone being on trial uh just as any other crew would but um yeah that's uh that's a good run um the wire crossover I'm not a good I'm not a big um' You know, alternate or mere universe uh, kind of supporter or lover, but um, I really do like uh, crossover, like we talked about. I think last week, but um, uh, the collaborator, uh, I really, really enjoyed. I think there is some really good stuff of of building on this premise. Um, But again, you know, we're getting uh, we're seeing you know uh, changing our perspective on on people. And on the things in the in the war, uh, which is so so good. There's some gut punch uh, uh, moments in that episode, um, and then yeah, we get into kind of the intro Dominion stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm curious to talk about Tribunal for a second, just because we haven't through our like rewatch recaps through regular Trek Live episodes. We're not doing this. Uh, you just watched that like this week, so uh, we haven't talked about it. Um, yeah, and I, it, it has it has a skipping on it. I think I, I agree with you that it's not. It, it certainly doesn't impact the overall arc of the st- the series story uh, as much as some other episodes maybe do. Yeah, um, and it is it is a it's a courtroom drama, um, and even coming off of if you watch them the way I watch them, it's not too too far off from Chain of Command, which is sort of a similar, you know, <laughs> Cardassians abducted. Yeah. And uh, there's some torturous stuff going on. It's pretty tough to watch. This one goes more into mm-hmm. the, the justice system of the Cardassians. Um, I really like the production design of it. The sort of multi-level, like courtroom, dark, dingy, yeah. weird, bizarre. Uh, you know, I think they do a nice job of making it feel, you know, not just a repackaged, you know, typical human courtroom setting. Like it's 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 weird and other and. Scary and alien. Uh, I, I like the production design choices there. I like the direction. Um, I like the actor who plays O'Brien. Yeah, the guest star is Advocate. Yeah, it's strong. Yeah. He's really strong. He's, he's got I, some. I love when he like panics. <laughs> he's
0: yeah. Where
1: really he's like, he, he, he <laughs> desperately just wants to be not involved with this. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a good, a good actor, a good character. Um, it was your skip it mostly motivated by. It just sort of a, a being a one-off uh, you know, courtroom drama that doesn't necessarily have much consequence in, in the long run. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and and the way it was paced and how it was kind of cut uh, yeah. was really interesting too. It's really fast-paced, which I get. You know, I guess what, what they're trying to point out is the justice system is um, just quick and just quick oh yeah um but, <laughs> yeah and you know I, I just coming off discovery they just had a courtroom drama that was <laughs> long and kind of drawn out <laughs> and emotional and maybe that went into it as well but um yeah it just seemed uh like it was missing too much uh and it I, yeah it was just um yeah Skip it, I think.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fitzcal mentions uh, Blood Oath. It says from Blood Oath on, it gets really strong. Blood Oath is definitely way up there for me. Uh, a strong Klingon episode. Really good backstory for Dax. I think that might be the episode. I think he, he, there's playing God a couple episodes before this, which is also a big Dax episode. And you have to see it on it, so I'm assuming that's related to Dax's development and everything and Trill.
0: But yeah, because of we get a lot of. Um you know, backstory on the trail and and even her kind of relationship with Curzon is not the best. Yeah. Yeah. and so I, I think that that's definitely a seed. I would say maybe a middle-of-the-road episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the guests are on that maybe a little bit dramatic in, in some points, but I think I because of the, the backstory and stuff, uh, that's why it's, there's a scene on Playing God.
1: Yeah, I think this is that's why I like doing it this way. I like taking that approach with this episode, with, with looking at the episodes this way, because I would, you know, off the top of my head, when I think of an episode like Playing God, I'm thinking like C, C-minus, maybe it's... Yeah, not C, C the- minus. Yeah, yeah, easily. Like, yeah, <laughs> not a great episode. Like you said, I'm not a huge fan of the guest star. I think that one of uh, maybe one of the weaker, like from this season especially, big guest star performances. Uh, but when you think yeah. about it through the lens of what does it do for the character that it's focused on, and how much background does it deliver that you know gives context to not just that specific character, but the culture and society that that character comes from, and stuff that you're going to carry with you in your head. The future episodes that are more successful, like it, that, that's a different ball of wax. And I think it, an episode like point of God benefits from that kind of analysis and looking at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does deliver some good things that pay off later, even though the episode might not be. Um, as successful for me, um, I'm sure there are folks out there who are big fans and, and, and like it a lot for all those reasons. That it's important for Dax in the trail, um, <laughs> but uh, my mind would go more toward like I just did. I started talking about Blood Oath as like the turning point for Dax, uh, yeah. Because it's a it's a big swing. It's a it's a successful episode. It's really well liked by by most people across the board. Brings back old TOS Cleons Like there's a lot of big stuff in it, and it does move Dax's character forward. But I think, arguably, playing God does just as much of the lifting as far as background, like you said, with her relationship with Curzon and the whole like trill initiative, like the, the um, yeah finding a host and how that process works, and and the, the trials that go through that. Like it's not just a they randomly pick somebody off the street and give a give a person a. Like yeah. there's a whole process involved, and it's not always the easiest yeah. thing. And there are a lot of people out there who are struggling and really want it, but can't for for this reason or that. And and Z, it was one of them. That was, was a struggle for her. and that's there, there's a lot of big developments there that I think are, are important to have in mind. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe even more so than Blood Oath, uh, you know, when when you boil it all down. So interesting to think about it that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, are there up, what up, what episodes that have seats on them would you kind of put in that category like playing God uh, that you would maybe say if you were doing like a letter grade system or uh, one to four stars might might be on the uh, lower side of things, but you feel like they're important enough or have that
0: maybe Arm, Armageddon game, maybe. OK, uh, just because I think there's some good stuff. Uh, with the Bashir and O'Brien relationship. But again, this is an episode, this is a story that I could easily see in TNG uh, or in Voyager or in any other show. Um, I think there's some some really middle-of-the-road aspects to this. Um, yeah. And again, the next episode, Whispers, I feel like is the same thing. Like, you know, it's... Um, but because of the um, the almost near-death experience that O'Brien has, I think he has a new appreciation for um, a new relationship. Uh, definitely another turning point in their relationship. Um, especially coming off the heels of, of arrivals. Yeah. Uh, things like that. Um, so, yeah, Armageddon game, maybe kind of a middle-of-the-road, definitely straightforward type of um, story and episode. But uh, I really think that uh because of that relationship. Uh definitely, definitely see it.
1: Agree. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I, I think rivals we even talked about when you saw it weeks and weeks ago. Uh being in this kind of ballpark. I think we, you may have even like tipped your hand a little bit and said it's gonna be a see it because of the O'Brien Bashir stuff with the rack yeah. and developing their relationship. But I, I remember you saying like the guest star, the the rival bar owner, uh die. It was not your favorite character and didn't yeah. necessarily love all that stuff, uh, but the O'Brien yeah. Bashir stuff felt important enough to, uh, to to give the episode some weight, and I, yeah. I, I would agree with that. It's not a favorite of mine at all. I, I really have a hard time with that sleazy other bar owner. I think he makes Quark look like an upstanding citizen and yeah. uh, it's just, just <laughs> not, not likable in any way. Um, yeah. But uh, the
0: O'Brien Bashir stuff is fun yeah in and, and sanctuary too. I mean we talked about this a couple episodes ago uh, I think it's definitely uh, maybe more type of quoted as like an a, a alien of the week kind of story. but when you think about the reflection on how Bajor is not ready still in season two and they're still working through this provisional government and, and, and the struggles that uh, with that. Um, I really think sanctuary is is uh, see it, um, yep. which you can go take a look at that episode. We we'll talk all about it. It's definitely a big uh, kind of concept, um, but uh, I really think that the Bajor stuff, uh, and and it's, it's a small thing, but it, it to me it's a big thing, in that uh, you know we're still developing this this um, society that's in shambles still, yeah. and I love that they it's not just. Um, from one season to the next, everything's okay. No, it's it's no. We're still not ready. There's sure. still things we got to work through. Uh, yeah, can't oh, I, mention sanctuary enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think yeah. The early part of the season, especially if you look at like that first batch of ten before you get out of that first column on the screen for those who are watching the video. Uh, yeah, and w- one through ten, I think you look at the first three: homecoming, the circle, the siege heavy, heavy Bajoran lore, building, you know, what's the provisional government doing, what's what's the, picking up the pieces from the occupation, even Cardassians, that's dealing with the fallout of the occupation. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Orphan Cardassian child with the with Bajoran family, you know, the, dealing with the aftermath of the, the occupation, Necessary Evil, that, all about that, and then Sanctuary, yeah. like th- that's more than 50% of those first 10 episodes are really... Heavily exploring where the Bejorans are, and, and and taking advantage of the fact that we are orbiting that planet, and it's not just doing like random. The show's not yeah. really that interesting in doing completely random adventures of the week. They're they're making sure that uh, you know they're really developing and doing the work. To, to build mm. on their setting and where the show is set and why and yeah. the things that we're, we're stuck with um, with with Bajorans. I think as the show goes yeah. on and we're into that next row of 10, maybe a little less focus there. You get some more at the back end with like collaborators, a huge Bajoran focused Yeah, yeah. Uh, he obviously deals with some of that a little further out. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, some Bajoran stuff there too. Uh, but that, that you look at the way the season opens and it really is swinging heavy on the. Yeah. Sort of world building of the Majorans and Cardassian
0: dynamic. Yeah, back to Cardassians for a quick second. That 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 decision uh, with Cisco that puts him in a no win scenario, uh, and I, I really like that about that episode. Is yes. yeah, this is a tough no win scenario. When I think of uh, why he's out here uh, and the tough calls that he makes, if we're doing a a. Um, you know maybe a top 10 uh toughest command decisions for a captain a given captain uh so let's say it's it's for um cisco i think this might be on here. this is the tough <laughs> no win scenario uh for in that episode so that's definitely a see it for me
1: yeah i, I agree yeah. and I, we've talked before about one of the things that kind of draws me into certain episodes uh is, is something that i kind of look for and i always appreciate when they can do it is when star trek can can End on sounds kind of grim to say it, but and kind of on a low note <laughs> like and in a yeah. way where nobody necessarily Cardassians does. does, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah where there's yeah. not a happy solution, you know. I think, particularly in like TOS, people like to point to the laugh out to the credits that you get in episodes like Galley of Seven and, and many others. Um, but I think just as maybe not just as often, but just as effectively and 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 fairly often, you have these episodes like Cardassians and uh. And, Necessary Evil is another one that really ends in a way that is like whoa like there's a kind of a gut punch at the end and nobody feels great about where things stand at the end of the story Uh, there was no happy way to sort of conclude it and uh yeah Cardassians is definitely a prime example of that and definitely Mm -hmm. one of Sisko's toughest decisions um but, mentioned real quick uh, that uh, one of the things that people love about Deep Space Nine is even in a mediocre episode there is a serious character development Ken always said the same for TNG still loves TNG of course um, but yeah that, that's a fair thing to, to, to say I think Deep, Deep Space Nine's strength as a show is certainly it's its character development and building the relationships between the characters and yeah. what that allows for is even when you miss a little bit on an episode it's, there's still stuff in there that is really of value and uh, They're important building blocks, and even even misfires.
0: Yeah. Uh, necessary evil is is definitely a gut punch one uh, you mentioned, but I think this is where we start to see the relationship between Kira and Odo kind of start to develop from uh, definitely friends, uh, but. Maybe there's more, uh, which I think we just keep yeah. keeps going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that one that, that one was a tough, uh, tough ending for sure. And that that gets built all the way now. Since
1: I'm watching Deep Space Nine now, and I'm all the way at the very beginning in past prologue, there there are lines of dialogue. So going all the way back, right after the pilot, there there are lines of dialogue about how well Odo knows Kira and and how deep that relationship goes and how intimate it is. Uh, yeah, how how. How, how much they know about each other um, how well they know each other that that goes all the way back and you're right Necessary evil is a, is a is like the big step forward for that where they really kind of commit to it and do something big with it but uh, mm. th- there are there are little hints of it going all the way back that clearly make it obvious that I think it's one of the things that was in the foundation of the show like one of the things that they kind of hinged on right at the beginning and locked in on that this is going to be a relationship yeah. that they would that they would build up and this is going to be a, a dynamic that was going to loom large for the show but yeah necessary evil certainly I think the essential first big hero uh, story yeah yeah um I think what else uh, what I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh, if you had to, if you had to do like a top three, like what are the three best episodes
0: of the season for you? Your best favorites, or best or favorites? Both. Uh, go wherever you, you you would go with that. Absolute best. Um. man i think I'd, the best would probably be that latter half maybe blood Oath, mm-hmm. collaborator and maybe you know insert um one of the you know maybe the wire or, okay. or something like that uh favorite i would say you know one of those i definitely love blood oath i love the collaborator um I like Sanksbury. I keep mentioning it. I love it. Uh, I definitely like that. Um so yeah, I would say like um definitely that latter half. Uh, I definitely think um is probably the best. Um you know I think the best these these best episodes have a few things in common like i said like building off the premise um you know we're building off that bajoran cardassian kind of fallout of you know what's happening there um so yeah i would say those ones uh are definitely up there um again i really like paradise too that's 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 like on the outside looking in maybe um and cardassians and you know even you know necessary evil are definitely uh All top, Uh, I think maybe those ten, five to ten episodes. uh, Definitely of the season for sure. Um, Yeah,
1: I love the fact that the collaborator is so high for you. I mean, that's that's a. I think that's a really strong episode, and it's it's got a lot of got a lot of weight. Um, Yeah. And Fitzcarraldo mentions the the collaborator right now too. I was going to say that I don't think you would find that on very many like. Okay. Nine top 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 episode lists but I do. Yeah. I, I'm always surprised by how good it is when I come back to it, and hearing you talk about it and put it so high on your
0: list. Uh, well, I, I love that. Uh, I, I'm terrible with names, uh, but I love that it changes. Uh, um, man, I forget. For I forget his name. Ryle from Kira's love interest to something else. Yeah. To this loyalist. Um really putting the uh, his I don't know his duty or his you know above just um, kind of his personal gain I guess because he you know yeah. he's up for um, kind of the biggest promotion you could get yeah, right. uh, but he that's that was really cool to see that character change a little bit from just here is love interest to um, really like, uh, uh, but then again, it adds weight to, you know, previous episodes um, and previous characters as well. It just, it's, it does some really, really, really good stuff. Um, again, <laughs> this is another insight into some, some investigation that get, that goes ugly, like necessary evil. where like, okay, this, some special, Bad stuff happened in the war, and this—this, this, I mean, sending your, 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 your kin, your children to just to die for the greater good—that, for my money, does not get better. Uh, <laughs> so, collaborator's up for me.
1: Yeah, there's some there's some big <clears throat> uh, twists and turns and developments in the the collaborator that really does. Yes, grab yeah, it. Yeah, this is a big heavy. Uh, you know the, the occupation was ugly <laughs> like there were some bad yeah. down and, yeah. and good people were put in really bad positions and had to make really impossibly yeah. ugly ugly decisions to, to just get through the day and uh, yeah. it does it adds a lot of a lot of shades to the the Barial character I think up to that point he's interesting you know he's he's got a, a good relationship with Kira and he's he's a kind of um, you know, uh, what's the word Very stoic, you know, very, very, you know, soft spoken, soft spoken, laid back guy. But the collaborator really gives some context to his background that really, I think, adds some big weight to that character. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I get why maybe some people, I, like, I think flashbacks may be a little bit too heavy-handed um, at times. And there's some things that bring it down for sure. But when you think of the grand scheme of things, it's like, I, I can't get past it. Yeah, it some- has to be up there for me.
1: There's some scenes towards the back end of that episode that really stick with you. Uh, yeah. as as the mystery sort of unfolds and Kira has to confirm mm-hmm. the truth about what really happened yeah. and who's who falls yeah. where in the grand scheme of things. Uh, very, very, very strong stuff. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I'm a big fan of Necessary Evil. That's way up there for me. I think that's such a... I love the film noir um, yeah. tones of that. I like when Star Trek can do that, and Deep Space Nine does it well. I think that might be my favorite uh, Star mm-hmm. Trek film noir episode. A um, mm-hmm. Blood Oath, like you mentioned, way up there. A lot of fun. Um, I, I, I love The Wire a lot uh, for, for the, the Garrick uh Character development, the open questions,
0: the unknown, the ambiguity of. Still, think, at least at this point, there's still open questions. Oh, yeah. Like we had a whole episode about how many open questions there are, but I think it, it answers, uh, it asks as many as it answers. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, like I
1: think the, yeah. The, the beauty of the Garrick character is I think most of the information that's useful to you about kind of getting to know Garrick is in what he does not what he said like it's yeah. you can't pay attention to yeah. the stories he tells you you can't put yeah. too much faith in his answers to questions and you, you can't believe that he's telling you the truth about anything really but yeah. it's 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 what he does it's what he chooses to do in, in, in these situations that I think is what informs you about that character uh, and tells you the kind of person he, that, that he is not I'm not saying he's a good person he's he's a complicated person uh, for sure Uh, and and a a richly three dimensional uh, character Um, but never simple and never uh yeah, i think in past prologue he introduces himself as plain simple garrick and he's anything but like that's not yeah. he's not plain and
0: simple uh he's just he's just mad. but again we get some good um like doctor qualities of no matter what yes. the person's done or said or is they still worry about the health and safety of their patient yep and that's what we get from bashir in this which is cool
1: for sure we talked about that a couple weeks ago there's scenes where, where he's with Garrick is essentially <clears throat> withdrawing. He's, he's 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 going through uh, <laughs> yeah. after all, basically. Uh, yeah. T- you know, they're turning off this implant he's got in him, and uh, he's he's exploding <laughs> all over Bashir. And and yeah. I think that. The way Bashir handles that and doesn't back down, I think most people it would be easy to say well, "F you, dude!" Like you're on your own. Yeah, you know, he never yeah. does that. He stays with him and he he, he takes it on the chin all day, uh, constantly, mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And he's there for him. And I think that yeah. that that's especially when you think about where Bashir comes from at the beginning of the show and some of the qualities that you would define him with in season one and even in the very early part of season two i think those are big developments you get him in melora like you said i think i i love that we talked about that because it gave me some new things to think about um but the wire is certainly like the most notable uh, episode that i think uh people would cite as like a classic that that really uh, sure. uh, yeah uh yeah some of those really interesting colors mm-hmm. um yeah think we, we've talked about a lot of them we talked about the alternate a few weeks ago when you hit that one I, I knew that would be a skip it you weren't a huge fan of that um it's sort of a odo you know daddy yeah. kind of story uh with the pejoran who developed him and it's, worked with them as a it's yeah.
0: you'd think it's it would have some good backstory stuff but it, it really I just it, it <laughs> doesn't yeah. do it a lot you know it, it's 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 got a lot of, you know, build up on paper. Like, oh man, you know, the, the scientists that work with Odo's coming back. You know, there's some good things we could see about the backstory, but it really, doesn't do much for me. So I say, yeah, skip that for sure.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Uh, I like the performances. I think you know Renee is one of my favorite actors in in, in in track. I would say I think he's one of the stronger performers. So when he gets heavy things to do, he's you know, never really disappoints. But I, I would agree with you. I think it, it kind of doesn't deliver on some of the promise of the the origin story stuff. You get much more interesting. You like uh, a guest star, but yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a yeah. good actor, James. Sloan. Yeah. Um, the the biggest one that i would probably disagree i i would have seen it on the circle for sure that's that's one i would do and i, I really like whispers i know whispers is an easy one to kind of throw away cuz it doesn't it doesn't pay anything off like it's not setting anything up it's kind of a it's kind of a diversion it's 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 a it's a single standalone episode sort of um, but yeah, i i do think I think we talked about it before. It does it does offer some insight into how O'Brien feels about the crew and uh, his his interactions with people. Even though it's not really it's it's a clone, it's not really him, uh, but, yeah. but it, it thinks it's him, and he's reacting as O'Brien would in this situation. Um, but I, I can see why, especially through this kind of exercise that you could argue that it's a skip it for sure. And, and, mm-hmm. and if, if you're not a fan of it, especially, I mean, the, the only way an episode like that is going to make us see it, it is, is by it, I guess, resonating with you personally, right? Like, if if it doesn't have, you know, big character swings, it doesn't have big things, like it's not hanging a big ornament on the tree for the character or for the story of the show, it's an easy one to throw out if it's not a one that you personally really get down with. Um, yeah. And whispers, I think, is, is is a fair one to say it doesn't necessarily like bring that much big stuff to the table. It's either you're either going to be a fan or you're not of the episode on its own yeah. individual merits. Um, yeah. yeah, Shadow Play, we haven't really talked about. Uh, that's that's definitely one of those like that was a tough call for me. Yeah, I, I think that's a story that would work in a lot of other shows, and we've had similar yeah. stories in other shows actually too. I think that's one of those sort of. Uh, I want to say the like cookie cutter, but it, uh, Enterprise had an episode very similar to it. Oasis. Um, it reminds me of a TNG kind of story for sure. Um, but it, there's a sweet little, relationship yeah. There's some with Odo, sweet morale stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's got it's got merit to it, but it's it's not. It, it's another one that doesn't. I don't know that it brings a ton to the table for the show as a whole. Um, So if it's not one that you really are given a high grade to, uh, I guess it's an easy one to cut. I guess I think the last point we haven't really touched on, and there's two actually, two two of the skippets, uh, invasive procedures. Uh, you, you have a skip it on. That's a that's a trill kind of. It, 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 it's very much kind of like a western. I think. Uh, the, 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 I was thinking about the ending with Cisco and uh, the the bad trill uh, who kidnaps Dax. Um, yeah, Dax like stand in mano a uh, mano, and Cisco. Phasers in him. Um, I, I can see. Uh, the biggest problem I think I struggle with with that episode is I think Quark makes some pretty questionable choices that are difficult. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, he he, he sure. makes the right decisions at the end of the day, but he puts the crew in a pretty tight spot. Uh, yeah. And um, was that an easy call or was that a tough?
0: Uh, that was an easy call for easy me deal. actually I, I yeah I just really did not uh, really didn't enjoy that episode okay um, yeah and
1: profit and lost the quark sort of love story with the
0: Cardassian uh, yeah. dissident uh, political I would say that's a tough call from me because I like the um uh, the different side of Quark we get. But there's some really, really good Garrick and Quark moments where they're talking, uh, but there's different meanings behind (laughs) it. Uh, I really, really like that. So so there's some scenes in that. That was probably definitely a tough call for me. Um, But, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely some different sides of Quark. Uh, we get a lot of we get a lot of that, like kind of mixed into different episodes here and there. But yeah. it is interesting <clears throat> to see Quark in a more soft <laughs> uh, story, I guess. Um, yeah. Rules of Acquisition, though you put a C it on, is that largely the, the Dominion reference and yeah. right out into the, the Gamma Quadrant, like really tough.
0: Yeah, I would say it's definitely a C episode for me. But when you this early on, when you talk about the Dominion, uh, and then and it's just like just a little sliver, just a little um, uh, kind of not could be not very important. But when you mention the Dominion and start building it from from here on, uh, I think it's great, Um, and I love that they're kind of. Um, kind of pushing the boundaries of trying to go, you know, through the wormhole and do stuff on the other side and things like that. I do like that, um, but yeah, definitely probably middle of the roadish kind of episode. But when you when you throw the Dominion in there, I feel like you gotta um, have that progression and that glow up, so to speak, with the Dominion. Right. So, uh,
1: a couple of questions that I would that I'd like to kind of pose to you as just more holistic. Looking at the season, thinking about all these episodes as one, wh- which character do you think has been like most successful up to this point? Like who stands out to you is like the most well drawn, most well developed, most sort of uh, since this is a he, rewatch. Like what who, he, who's the most final version of themselves already? Already the
0: final version.
1: Well, I mean, um, like, yeah, I guess it's hard so much development, but like who who feels the most complete as a character? Like as far as.
0: Uh, connecting with them, I guess. I think Kira uh, is definitely not done, um, uh, growing and being explored. But I think they know how to write her and know how to to really use her in 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 some of these episodes. Yeah. Um. Uh. But there's, but there's other characters, uh, like even Dax, I think they're still trying to figure out. Even um, Bashir, they're trying to still figure out. Yeah. Uh, and then also, they're still trying to figure out how to use the characters together. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I would say if there was a character that they definitely know how to use, it's definitely Kira. Uh maybe cisco i think those two um are kind of the big ones that i think that okay they know uh it's a combination of the writers know how to write them and the actors know how to play them Uh, and i think that makes for some some good stuff uh even odo i think is really feels uh good as well so probably those three i think um Again, they're definitely not done growing. They're definitely not like we've arrived. But I yeah. think they're the arrived of of uh, where they are at the development of that character at that certain time. I think the rest of the characters um really need time to develop uh maybe even core too i think he's definitely um there as well so yeah that's probably what i kind of land on for sure
1: i definitely misframe that question it's impossible to in season two think of these characters as complete because they all grow so much and the show leans so heavily into so much yeah it's
0: Kira, that- uh, Cisco. It's, yeah it's Big time.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I guess my question's more like, and you you answered it with Kira Cisco Odo. I think like who's the most successful character? So like who who do you look forward to seeing? Who's the best? Uh, yeah. you know, Developed to this point, point? Um, and I I think I would agree with you with that. Um, Akame was yeah. in the room and said Quark. Uh, for for her, uh, season two writers were still trying to figure out these writers, but there were some hidden gems for sure. Uh, oh yes. And yep. going, doubling back, Fitz and Cal Herb shared his favorite episodes, and he said Maquis one and two, collaborator wide. Necessary Evil and Jemadar um, were his big favorites um, yeah yes uh, uh, Kira for him for the uh, character as well I think, I think that's a pretty common take at this point in the show I think Kira is such a specific character to that show because it does lean so heavily into the Bajoran backstory it, it leads to so many opportunities for Kira to, to have important parts in these episodes and for stories to really hinge on her and she's she's such a strong voice too like it's, it's she's she's really well developed um and well well performed uh yeah actor, i think uh, right off the bat
0: and yeah. that's early point uh, uh fitzy mentioned fitzy mentioned uh the jim and dar yeah uh, we haven't really talked about that Let's let's uh i kind of want to talk about that for a little bit sure. i really enjoyed that episode yeah. um definitely a, a dark horse for me as one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I love the, um, <laughs> the kind of camping trip kind of setup yeah. to begin with. Um, but one big thing which they don't really t- take a lot of weight in the episode but I want to tell you guys and Bill, you that this, to me, was a big big swing. Uh, the Odyssey. <laughs> Taking down the Odyssey yeah. the AA galaxy class, the biggest and baddest and then the 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 audacity that that the Jimadar have just kamikaze. when it's mm-hmm. Kamikaze when it's injured and like out down for the count it's not a threat that to me is like okay the the, the Jimadar and the Dominion they're here to play and they don't mess around <laughs> and I don't think they they that doesn't come across in the episode uh but i wanted to come across and then tell you guys that so i think um, it comes across
1: i think okay i I think it i mean i think it's a big deal for sure i think especially knowing that this is this is right around the same time that all good things aired so the Mm -hmm. galaxy class ship is a ship you spend a lot of time on uh you know the tng is still a thing uh the Mm -hmm. universe is still out there to see a ship just like that Get beaten up and then mercilessly just completely. It's you know, spanked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, yeah. I think the uh, the choice of the Kamikaze run definitely drives home that these guys are different. Like the Jemadar are not like Klingons. They're not like Romulans. They're not like the alien of the week. These guys are not effing yeah. around. You're playing in their sandbox and. They want you out. <laughs> like they are not yeah. interested yeah. in playing games with you. And I think mm-hmm. I think the actors, like in the runabouts, you know, responding like the the, the reactions to like, whoa, that was a, that was a big deal. <laughs> I, th- I think it I think it lands. I think they do. Yeah, some. and I think- right to, to drive it home because it's a huge it's a huge
0: uh, flag to plant in the ground at the end of season two because it's yeah. about to change. And I like that it fu- the the other side of the wormhole finally bites back. Like, I feel like it was kind of, at the beginning, it was kind of new and kind of fun to explore. But I think this is kind of when the, um, definitely pushes back a little bit, uh, on that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we get some stuff in, in the first episode, which I won't, I'll just briefly talk about that, that kind of adds some weight to it. But yeah, I guess, I guess you are right. They definitely, um, add some, some uh, weight to like, what just happened <laughs>
1: but it, it, it merits being driven home like it's it's a big it's a big it yeah. is their way of telling the audience that uh, you know the Jemadar are not the, the Dominion are not like a one-off baddie like this is, this yeah. is these guys are not going away
0: um, yeah yeah I guess I'm I'm spoiled because I can I can just watch the next episode yeah. into the night. But it, like if I try to put myself into okay, I just saw that for the first time, mm-hmm. and now I have to wait six to eight months to next September mm-hmm. uh, to when they come around and then see. But it's just amazing um, that 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 they did that. I love that they did that. That was cool. I I, I mean. I'm, yeah. Good. No, please. I I, I like that. I like the Odyssey. I like the, yeah. um, you know, the captain. The guest star is is good. He's um, uh, credible as a Starfleet guy He's credible. I, he feels like he, he They're trying to uh, drive home that he's kind, he's kind of Picard esque, and then the way he looks and acts, and even I think again that even drives it home even more. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah.
1: My favorite thing about the Gemidar as an episode is that I think it's really well balanced. Like it's got those big developments with the Gemidar and the Dominion. It goes to some deep heavy places as far as like building on the mythology of the show. But Equally good, I think, are the really simple character scenes with Quark and the Cisco camping, the yeah. camping stuff. But just like the the Cisco and Quark arguing about human Ferengi differences and who's really the hypocrite here, who's really deep. <laughs> it's- That's it's deep. That's really well
0: written. Really, yeah, yeah. Quark makes a lot he, of really good points. He's, very he's right. very good point. He's like, yeah, that's okay, Quark's right right yes. now. And then I think Cisco realizes that too. He's like, yeah. you know, as like, as frustrated as he is, he's like, Dah. He called me on my BS for sure. Yeah. He did. He's, yeah, I, th- I think
1: that stuff is just as good, and that's that's the mm. mark of a great Star Trek episode. I think it can do the big, like big science fiction, big action adventure stuff really well. But when it boils all down, it's it's just as good when it's two characters having a conversation yeah. about humanity. Really, at the end of the day, it's the universal stuff that um, yeah. anybody can relate to. So yeah, I, I think that the Gemedar is is a really good season finale, really good way to end the season, and it does set up. I think the the shift that that the show is going to see in season three and beyond. You know, I think once yeah. you get into season three, it um, it starts leaning more heavily into the serialized stuff, and the, the the Dominion are sort of a constant. They're not in every episode. Not every episode's a you know the Dominion are knocking on our door to to start a war kind of a, kind of an episode, but it's always kind of in the back of everybody's mind, and it's sort of bubbling beneath the surface all the time. Uh, so the the Jemadar I think does a good job of teeing that up and establishing that that that's where we're going um Mm -hmm. yeah um any closing thoughts on season two anything else you want to throw out there
0: uh I don't think so um i'm excited for season three uh spoilers i did watch uh an episode or two last night of season three uh just because i think uh that transition from from season two to season uh three is, is fun too and i knew i knew what was coming and what was coming which i really like um i, I love the client coming in there uh and then that whole episode uh is fun um there's some things that I didn't remember, which I'll get into uh, next <clears throat> next season when we talk about it. But um, yeah, I'm really excited for season three. And I gotta get going because you're now on Deep Space Nine, so I got I gotta get my my button gear, so to speak. So
1: <laughs> we might we might be overlapping at some point. Uh, yeah, it, it takes me a while to get through stuff now though because it's overlapping. I'm watching two seasons at a time, so yeah. you're, you're still a little bit well ahead of me. or you're, yeah. you're, you're like a couple of seasons ahead of me when yeah. you count everything in. So, uh, yeah, I'm very eager to hear what you think as you go. Uh, one of my favorite things to talk to you about is, like, this. I mean, Deep Space Nine, it's been a long time since you've seen it. You know the story. You know where it's going. You know the, where a lot of these characters go. You, you're very capable of carrying on a conversation about Deep Space Nine as a whole, based on your memory. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. there are a lot of things that, like you just said with the search, there are things that are going to surprise you because you don't, you know, have an instant recall of everything. And that's what's yeah. so fun to talk about. I, I, I want to hear... What surprises you? You know what what you didn't remember from before, and yeah. and how you know the second go around uh, after being away from it for a while uh, really uh, how, how it works on you, especially as the show really gets into the nitty gritty of what it's known for. Um, so yeah, yeah, really looking forward to, to more Deep Space Nine conversation. I'm sure we'll be doing more um, of of these you know looks at the season. Uh, as, as as you finish each one, we might do a couple fantasy drafts here and there as well. We like doing them um, as another yeah. way to kind of look at these episodes down the road. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: Um, any Star Trek content you want to? Uh, track track ranks was fantastic this week. Uh, I think they talked about um, music, right? Uh, nice. Music. It, uh, the, you know, the intro and outro themes. Uh, there was some cheating involved, which, which was cool and fun. Uh, they didn't actually always pick the intro and outro themes, uh, for the given um episodes, but um, yeah, definitely check that out. I'm not a big music guy, but I think um, they do a great job of um, of making some good points and, and some fun stuff happen, so definitely go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll um. <clears throat>
1: Definitely echo that. Um, what else will I throw out there? I actually guessed it on a show uh, last, last week or week for uh, the Star Trek exercise, it's called. It's a, a younger guy, who's like right out of college, very new to Star Trek, and I love talking to people like that. Who are like yeah. super super fresh and don't know all the answers yet. You know, and he I I one of the things I, I kind of latched on to right away, I listened to him at one point. He, he, he talked about loving season three of TOS. And he that's just a like a completely unimpacted by like the fandom assumptions and what people have talked about for years. And just kind of yeah. going on what, what he likes. And I, I love that. I love hearing what what people who are just discovering the show and don't know what you're supposed to think or what 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 the overall fandom you know, kind of tells you that that, that yeah. i enjoy hearing he likes wesley crusher like that i just find that interesting in a different different kind of conversation to have i mean i love you know certainly talking to you you have some elements of that for sure because you haven't lived in the fandom for forever and ever and ever decades and decades and decades and that's, yeah. that's one of the reasons that i latched on to you um but that's a it, that's a conversation unto itself. Talking to somebody, you know, who we've had on, like, like uh, you know, Thad and Rob are kind of frequent flyer guests. Jim, people who have been on our show, yeah. who have lived in this all the time, they have a different, you know, mindset. They've lived in this. This is what they. This is their thing. Um, and it's yeah. a different, different conversation when you're talking to somebody who doesn't even know it all yet. Like hasn't even seen it all yet. They're still like discovering it for the first time. So yeah. uh, I enjoy that. I enjoy talking to him. Um, and you can find that on iTunes, uh, anywhere you get the podcasts. Um, and I would just shout out there, like all the different shows that kind of like we do on course heading, there's a lot of good discovery episode recap content out there. Trek. He's do a good one. Trek movie does a good one. Yes. You know, in print, Definitely Trek horror reviews else. are yep. really good. Lots of cool uh, deep cut references. Trek central, their live stream com- conversations with, uh, don paris and uh ketwalski are are really in-depth really strong conversations there's there's a ton out there of uh yeah good stuff to maybe keep you busy during the holidays if you want to double back and listen and read discovery content yeah Um, if you're not up on all that stuff Okay, I think that'll about do it. For us, uh, the discussion doesn't have to stop here. You know, you can reach out to me to get an invite to the Discord server. We had a couple new people uh, join this week. Uh, just a place to share your Star Trek thoughts, talk about what you're watching, what you're reading, uh, thoughts on new stuff uh, as it airs. Um,
0: we occasionally have our Trek After Dark hangouts. Um, on, uh, We're working on getting a a Trek After Dark holiday party, so if you have any dates or thoughts about that, uh, definitely send us a message. We're trying to work something out. Yeah, we're hoping
1: to have one in the next few weeks at some point here. Uh, Which is a very casual, laid-back, non-broadcasted to the internet uh, hangout for our Discord members, uh, and we watch Star Trek, we play trivia, we just kind of hang out and chat. Um, For those of age, we have some some younger folks in there now, but uh, depending on you know, the legality of your own situation, we might have a drink or two. Um yeah. but it's uh, it's a nice laid back way to kinda of hang out and get to know Star Trek fans. And uh, yeah anybody's welcome to join you can DM me on Twitter at TrekFan4387 if you're interested. I'll be happy to get you on board. Um
0: again, we'll reiterate you don't have to be on camera, you don't have to be on mic, you yes. can be in chat. We've had plenty of people do that, uh and and I don't think it takes away from the experience at one bit. So yeah. no not
1: at all. Uh, You can find this on YouTube uh, in a couple of days, and you'll also find it where you find podcasts. If you're listening to this, this is a live streamed video show by design. Uh, so, you you know, the best way to experience it is on video at the least, but at, at, at best at, at our Periscope live streams, uh, at least for now, uh, we're, we're on Periscope um, for the, for the mm-hmm. actual live content uh, where you can yeah. comment as you heard us referencing a, a couple of different folks that were in our, in our live stream sharing their thoughts. Yep. Um, and if you're watching us on YouTube, all those specifics are in the show notes below.
0: Cool. over how to find that yeah uh, it's been a good year yeah. um, a lot of good episodes this is, uh, yeah a lot of good episodes of Trek Live um, definitely go back and revisit them if you missed them mm-hmm. uh, we'll be back next year uh, for Trek Live but we'll be back next week uh, for, uh, for course heading uh, to talk about um, discovery and all things new Trek so definitely stay tuned looking forward to it Yep.
1: Thanks, everybody. Have a good new year if we don't see you.
0: Yep. Take care, everyone. Hey, this is Trek Live Dan again. Like I said before, the discussion does not have to stop here. Come over to our Twitter, Facebook, and our Discord channel to keep the Star Trek discussion alive. See you guys next time.